Hello everyone and welcome to The Hot Tag, your wrestling podcast here on Sin. I'm your host Julian and I'm here with Erin. Hello everyone. And today we're going to be talking to you about everything wrestling. Erin, it's been a pretty average week for wrestling, Yeah, you say? Yeah, it's been a bit quiet but there's still quite a bit going on so we're here to keep that consistency up and deliver the goods. Are you ready? No, I said, are you ready? We're going to kick things off with our spotlight segment. This is a regular segment we're hoping to have where we talk about an issue that's been raised in the wrestling world over the past couple of months or so. There is a sports entertainment business, but the wrestling business is dead. This week, we're going to look at a match that occurred a while ago now, it would have been a month ago? About a month ago. Yeah, about a month, a month ago. A Ricochet versus Will Ospreay, best of the Super Juniors tournament in New Japan. It's a cruiserweight tournament that is held over in New Japan every year. It's a sort of round-robin tournament that's held to determine who is the best of the Super Junior competitors. And the winner of that would hopefully go on to receive a title match for the Super Junior Heavyweight Championship. This was the case of Will Ospreay, who went on to face Kushida at Dominion, however, was unsuccessful. Point of the story is, a lot of veterans and a lot of officials in the wrestling world came out and criticised this match for it being outlandish, very over-the-top and exaggerated. Therefore, it's not wrestling. One person, Vader, who's quite famous for his run in WCW and also over in Japan, came out on Twitter and called it blatant acrobatics with no story. And when someone criticised that, he responded by saying, I understand how wrestling evolves. I've been doing it for 40 years around the world. Dumbass. So some pretty big claims there by Vader. But does he make a good point, Erin? Well, I want to gauge your opinion on it. When do you think that it's too much, when all the flippy stuff just gets a bit too much and when is it not wrestling anymore? Uh, personally, I find that it's it's that new era um, style of wrestling. Originally, you know, when we had Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant, it was all heavy hits, you know, big hits and not much sort of aerial manoeuvres, whereas today it's all about the manoeuvres in the air, you know, all the flips, all the acrobatics. It's more entertaining that way, I find. Mm-hmm. There's a bit more going on. There's some, always something new, especially with these matches and like especially Ricochet and Will Ospreay, both fantastic competitors. I agree with you completely. I think as wrestling fans, we've been watching wrestling for so long and we see all these different styles and we tend to get bored. And that's very true. As these styles have evolved, we get bored of the whole hulking up, Hulk Hogan just coming out of nowhere and smashing his opponent with a leg drop. We don't believe that anymore. People know that wrestling is staged, they know that it's fixed, and they know that there's a predetermined outcome. So they expect that people are going to test our belief and play around with it. And that's as what Ricochet came out and said in response to Vader about his performance, he called wrestling an art. Wrestling is an art that these wrestlers play around with in the hope to entertain fans in a different way. And that is so true of this time now when we're essentially bored and we want something different. The dangers of that, however, it's not the first time we've seen stuff like this. Back in the 90s when hardcore wrestling came about. We love a bit of hardcore. I I love hardcore very much. (laughs) We do, yes, (laughs) of course. But as a result of that, these wrestlers trying to push the boundaries and essentially to survive. How many lives have been shortened because of that? Look at Mick Foley. He can't walk. 
Look at Edge. He was forced to retire early because of neck problems he'd sustained from TLC matches back in 2000 with the Hardy Boys. So it's, it, it's, it's definitely dangerous to do these, but again, it's, uh, it's all for show, you know? It's what the people want. People want something new every time they come and sit down for the wrestling. And that's why I believe that um, every, something new, like you said, with the hardcore, that was different for the 90s and all the TLC stuff that came out in the 2000s. It's all evolved constantly, you know, different high flyers, different styles of wrestling, different types of matches. A reason that this match was criticised was because there was supposedly no story to it. It just looked like a scene from an action film. Jim Cornette, a few years ago, famously came out and declared that wrestling was dead because no one tries to make it believable anymore. I agree to an extent, and as good old JR did say in response to this, um, that some old-school elements could be reincorporated, like booking, slowing down the cadence of matches, and maybe selling a little bit more. But it's still exciting. It's yeah, still it's so good to watch. Yeah, I'm definitely on board with that. It was a very fast-paced match, and there wasn't much selling. It was sort of they've taken a hit, gone down, and then kipped back up, you know, mm. and kept the match going. It was very fast-paced. So I definitely agree with JR on this one. Uh, if they slowed it down, incorporated a bit more story elements into it, it could have potential to be match of the year. Oh, for sure. It's definitely a contender for match of the year. I agree with you, and I think that as long as there is a story weaving throughout it, whether it doesn't have to be someone losing, someone winning, as long as there's some form of storytelling in a basic form, then it's easy to watch and it's easy to follow. It's just about that creative struggle that wrestlers have to stand out from the crowd. I agree. So that's um, something very interesting that we hope to keep our eyes on in the future. Alright, now it's time for the news. This week in Raw has been pretty damn awesome. Uh, we had um, we almost turned the triple threat match for Battleground into a fatal five-way. Almost. That would have been really cool, but I like it how it is. <laughs> Don't mess with my shield. <laughs> so what happened on this night was that uh, Cena, John Cena and AJ Styles both wanted in on the WWE World Heavyweight t- Championship title. And in order to do that, Stephanie McMahon organised a match. It would be John Cena versus Seth Rollins that night and AJ Styles versus Dean Ambrose. If AJ Styles won or John Cena won their match, they would be involved in the battleground match. They'd be inserted into that triple threat, which would then become a fatal five-way match. So this was pretty huge. You'd have five basically icons, I guess, of the new era Mm. all facing off. However, John Cena lost his match due to interference from the club and AJ Styles lost due to interference of John Cena. Ooh, it all comes back around. <laughs> so that definitely means their feud will keep going on and progressing. Yeah, um, I'm really excited to see what happens with the, the club and Cena because I think it's just, it's so out there. You know, it's like there's so much potential resting on that and whether WWE will capitalise on that potential is yet to be foreseen. But there's so much hanging on that. Like, what could they do? And it raises the question also, when's Finn Balor coming up? Oh, that is the big question that we all have on our minds. Do you reckon Balor will come up as a face or a heel? I think that he might come up as a heel and side with the club. I think you're right. I think that's definitely right. You know, Finn Balor is obviously part of the Balor Club, his Mm. version of the club uh, in NXT. So it'll be interesting to see if he will side with his Japanese, I guess, teammates 
co-workers. His buddies, as, buddies, as the commentary team like to call them. Um, Cringe. But either way, what happens, I'll be looking forward to Finn Balor on the main roster. Yeah, and whether he'll be up on the draft or before them. I don't, right. I don't think he'll be there at Battleground. I don't think he'll be at Battleground. So I believe he will miss the draft mm. and possibly head straight for Raw once he debuts, whenever that is. Mm. As well as those implications, we've also got how these matches affected the title picture. It seems that it's going to remain a triple threat with the Shield. We thought that they might just sweep the whole Roman suspension situation under the rug. As we know, Roman Reigns suspended for violating the wellness policy. He failed a drug test. Um, but he's still going to be in the the, the title. Um, ugh. But he's still going to be in the title match at Battleground. So that's interesting because he won't be able to partake in any of that build-up and he's also going to miss the draft on July 20th here That's in Australia, right. July 19th. So it'll be interesting to see where he ends up, either SmackDown or Raw, mm. and just to see how this all develops because it's three weeks' time, I believe, Battleground. Yep. We've still got a while to go. But, um, yep, Monday the 25th of July, Battleground. Right. And like you said, he won't be pay- taking part of that um, progression of that story. So it'll be interesting to see how WWE takes this on. I reckon. So as we mentioned, another news story, the brand split is approaching ever so quickly. July 20th, it will be taking place here in Australia, July 19th overseas in America. So back in the day, we had Raw and SmackDown, and both shows were flagships of the WWE weekly programming, and they'd have their individual rosters. They had since disbanded that theory, and they've brought all of their wrestlers onto the one roster over in Raw, and then they disseminate them on SmackDown throughout the week. SmackDown then became a rather insignificant program. So I'm really excited to see SmackDown come back into relevance because I loved SmackDown back in the day. Back in the days of Jeff Hardy. Yeah. That was when it was really kicking. Yeah. Jeff Hardy, uh, CM Punk as well, their rivalry went on through SmackDown. That was one of my favourite rivalries to date. I think after those two left, it started to die down a bit. Yep. But when it was first created course from The Rock, his innovation. Um, it was renowned worldwide for hosting some of the best wrestling in the world. You had guys like Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit, Brock Lesnar, Kurt Angle. You had guys like that killing it on SmackDown. So people who were there for the entertainment aspect would go to Raw. People who wanted wrestling would watch SmackDown. Whether this will happen again when the brand split occurs, we don't know. We might have to sit and wait. But as for the titles, we know that the WWE World Heavyweight Championship was unified back in, in around 2014, and it looks to be they're going to split those up again, back into possibly the WWE Championship and the World Heavyweight Championship, which was brought over from WCW. Yes, this is due to the uh, very subtle renaming of the title as uh, Dean Ambrose made his way to the ring, no longer referred to as the WWE World Heavyweight Champion, only referred to as the WWE Champion. Yes, so it's interesting. And we have to speculate. Will there be two titles? Will they be going to separate brands? Who's going to have these titles? Did Dean only get the title because Roman wasn't there to take it? It's interesting because you'd think that after their Money in the Bank match, you'd think that they'd want to put the title back on Rollins, but they put it on Dean, which has caused a lot of confusion he totally deserves it in our eyes, of course, but yeah, of from, course. from a higher perspective, you'd wonder why why Dean? Yeah, definitely. So it'll be interesting to see where this goes from here. Mm. Um, yeah, like you said, hopefully 
one title on SmackDown and one title on Raw, just to keep things interesting on both uh, shows. And I think Dean might get the opposing brand's title after he... I don't think he'll keep this title at Battleground. I think he'll drop it to Rollins at Battleground, and then he might receive that other brand's title. So this is good. This is redemption for our boy Dean, who's had a pretty poor run since WrestleMania. More in WWE news is the arrival of the CWC, the Cruiserweight Classic. So the Cruiserweight Classic is being held with Evolve, which is an independent promotion closely affiliated with WWE, and it's going to showcase some of the best cruiserweights in the world. We've got guys like Kota Ibushi, who's a three-time IWGP junior heavyweight champion. We've got the Brian Kendrick. It's exciting to see him back in action. Yeah, finally. I've really missed him. He's giving me some good childhood memories, that one. <laughs> yeah, he'll do some good things in the CWC. Yeah, so then we've got Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa, who have been doing really well for themselves over on NXT. We've also got Damian Slater, Aussie guy, who's taken part in a lot of Australian independent promotions. He's doing really well for himself. And he's renowned worldwide as one of the best cruiserweights the world has to offer at the minute. So it's really exciting to see guys from all over the world representing their countries here in the Cruiserweight Classic. The Cruiserweight Classic starts on the 13th of July, which is the 14th if you're in Australia. And, yeah, definitely something to watch. It'll be really awesome, I hope. Over to NXT news now. Hideo Itami is back. Yay! I think Hideo Itami is one of the most underrated Japanese wrestlers who's come across to WWE in recent years. He was put out with a shoulder injury and was expected to be out for a couple months max, but due to further complications, he's been out for over a year. So Hideo appeared at a house show in Winter Haven, and it's really, really exciting to see. So we'll see what NXT has in store for him when he gets back onto TV. Also in NXT, we had uh, more developments in the tag team division. We had the Hype Bros taking on Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Wrestling, as they call him on NXT. They love it there. Uh, Pretty good match overall, ultimately resulting in the winning of Johnny and Tommaso. The American Alpha joined in and confronted these two. Um, Bit of tension going on to see who deserves a shot at the titles, the tag team titles on NXT. Yeah, lots of tension to see who's the number one contenders. We had everyone come out. We had... The Revival coming out. Did The Revival come out? The Revival. <laughs> yes, The Revival joined in. Show off their titles, their second-time titles that they're holding. Yes. Um, until the Authors of Pain decided to join in and attack American Alpha once again from behind. So a lot of tension in the tag team division at NXT as to who the number one contenders are for the titles. Then we had a women's match. Carmella versus Alexa Bliss. I froth. The Sparkle Splash. I love Alexa Blue so much. She's one of my favourite female wrestlers at the minute. Yeah, she's doing fantastic as a solo competitor. And, uh, yeah, she won the match and will now be going on to face Bailey next week on NXT. Yes. So I'm pretty pumped for this match. Very much so. This week on Lucha Underground, we had the match card announced for season finale of season two, Ultima Lucha Dose. There is so many matches on this. I am so excited because there's... There's so much happening. We've got Matanza Cueto versus Pentagon Jr. for the Lucha Underground Championship. We have Mil Muertes versus King Cueto in a death match after that storyline's been unravelling about the the actual murder of... Who, who was murdered? I can't remember now. Someone died and there's been a whole mystery unravelling as to... Who, you need to catch up with Lucha Underground. This <laughs> yeah, is intense. Yeah, I definitely need to catch up. It's honestly a soap opera and a half with... A bunch of guys in masks flying around wrestling. It's <laughs> it's always a good time on Lucha Underground. <laughs> oh, it's fantastic. 
And we've also got Prince Puma versus Rey Mysterio, which will be awesome and a half. It's going to be a sort of passing of the torch again with these two. We've got young Prince Puma, who's upcoming, superstar all around the world, Ricochet, otherwise known as, and Rey Mysterio, the innovator of Lucha Libre. Yeah, this will be an awesome match, and I can't wait to see who takes home the win. Over in New Japan, G1 Climax card has been announced. G1 Climax is one of their big pay-per-views, probably one of the two big pay-per-views aside from Tokyo Dome in January. It's a round-robin tournament similar to Super Juniors, but for heavyweights. So the blocks have been announced. We've got your usual New Japan big heavyweights like Tetsuya Naito, Kazuchika Okada, but we've also got Michael Elgin and Kenny Omega who had that ladder match at Dominion, which I did not mention was actually the first ladder match in New Japan Pro Wrestling. You wouldn't think so, but apparently it was. Yeah, so that's pretty awesome to see there, actually trying to change it up there over in New Japan as well. Yeah, so that's a month-long tournament that runs from the 18th of July to the 14th of August. And the winner doesn't necessarily go on to face the heavyweight champion or go on to um, headline Tokyo Dome, but we've seen it in previous years with Hiroshi Tanahashi, the 2015 winner, and it's it, it happens occasionally. It's not guaranteed, but it's, yeah, it's there. So, exciting times. Then we go over to TNA. Next week on Impact Wrestling, we'll have the third Hardy match. The third Hardy match. <laughs> Just had to reiterate that, the third Hardy match. After their supposed blow-off match at Slammiversary that was meant to end it once and for all, they're now having this one. And it's going to be held in the Hardy household. Yes, in the house. And the stipulation is the winner gets the rights to the Hardy name. So the loser must change their stage name. So this is a pretty odd matchup, but uh, I'll watch watch anything with the Hardys. Yeah, if the Hardys are in it, I'll watch it. I'm such a sucker for them. Then we had EC3, Galloway and Lashley fighting a triple threat for the heavyweight championship, which Lashley retained. Awesome match. These guys are all doing really well for themselves and it's it's good to see them all up there fighting as heavyweight contenders. Then we had an X-Division Battle Royale for number one contendership of the X-Division Championship. Braxton Sutter won the Royal, but he was attacked by the Helms Dynasty and Mike Bennett immediately capitalised and took up his title match on the spot to retain the X-Division Championship. <laughs> Now we're going to do something a bit different. We're going to go over to UFC 200 to look at Brock Lesnar, who's fighting again, returning to the octagon. That's right. He's returning to the octagon. So that sort of came out of nowhere. Yep. But I'm definitely excited. Yeah. I'm not so into UFC, but I really do enjoy it when I watch it, and I'll, I'll be watching this for sure. I'm really excited for the whole card, but I'm really keen to see what happens here. Brock Lesnar versus Mark Hunt, and there's a lot surrounding whether this match will affect Brock's stock in WWE or his drawing power, to which he responded in a pref conference, pardon my language, I don't give a shit. So, Brock Lesnar. Yeah, so, it was, you know, that was really interesting. So, um, yeah, what will happen to Brock after UFC 200? Will he stay in UFC for a bit longer or will he come back to wrestling uh, in the WWE? It's the big question on all our minds. We have to consider who has the most to lose if Brock is to stay on. If he loses this match, not even if he stays on, if he loses this match, who has the most to lose? Because 
how's that going to look when he comes back to WWE as the big powerhouse monster who eats everyone when he comes to headline SummerSlam, which he will? If he loses to Mark Hunt, what's that going to do for his reputation? What's that going to do for WWE's reputation? Does that damage their legitimacy as a combat sport? But if he wins, then does that encourage him to stay in UFC or does that further encourage him to keep pushing in WWE and then do we just continue to see Brock Lesnar steamroll over everyone in WWE? The thing I'm looking forward to most at UFC 200, though, is watching Paul Heyman walk to the ring with Lesnar. <laughs> My name is Paul Heyman. <laughs> oh, if I would love I, to if, see that. If I could be any other human being on this planet today, I would be Paul Heyman. <laughs> yeah, so Brock Lesnar versus Mark Hunt at UFC 200. We'll be paying very close attention to this one and any developments straight afterwards. So that'll be happening on Sunday the 10th of July, and it's live from 10am. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. <laughs> I enjoyed that. <laughs> On to local news now, and we have an Aussie star joining the main WWE roster, Billy Kay. Yeah, ooh, awesome. Well done, Billy. Yeah, this is awesome. It's good to see some female representation in WWE as an Australian. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, so Billy Kay is well known here in Australia for her time at Shimmer Women Athletics and at Professional Wrestling Alliance Australia. She's worked so hard to get to where she is now, and she finally made her debut on SmackDown, and she looked tough. She was not a jobber at all. No, it'll be awesome to see where WWE takes her, hopefully to a WWE Women's Champion someday. I really hope they utilise the femme fatale. In more local news, we have PCW Super Show Slam on Saturday the 9th of July 2016. Um, So if you're keen on getting into some local Australian talent... That's one of the events coming up very soon. Also, we have the MCW Winter Warfare on the 9th of July in Essendon. So, so if you're interested in anything wrestling, definitely go check it out. We now have a special interview for you with wrestling manager and newly crowned president of PCW okay. Wrestling. Well, hold up. Let me just... If you're going to do this, we're going to do it properly, if you, if you don't mind. That's you fine. are currently speaking to the most respectable... Notable and damn right incredible man you have ever laid eyes on and you have ever heard for those of you listening The healer to the stars collector of fine cars and enjoyer of other delicacies. I'm just not going to tell you about I am also the representative for rough security and now as you said the president of PCW Dr. Troy Alexander Now you may proceed Yeah, well Dr. Troy, congratulations on Thank your you. new presidency. So the Dr. Troy Club seems to be growing bigger and bigger by the day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> With the recent additions, or the somewhat recent addition of Cass Stone, could you explain how Rough Security came about? Originally, the idea was for Luke Sabre and the recently fired Aaron Baker to be sort of Rocco's personal detail. Uh, when he first became the commissioner, which was a while back, and I'm now still in his job. You're welcome, Rocker. That grew. People left. Other people joined. Um, and I became attached to them through my association with Rocco and for being the general manager of Slam at the time. Since then, we've added Lee Burns, who I think we sort of surprised everyone with that. Mm-hmm. And Cass Stone was the most recent, as you said. And it's just sort of become my own personal group. I don't know how it worked out this way, but I've just picked them up and yeah. we got the ball rolling. On that note, though, however, you do seem to attract a few betrayals and fallouts in this little 
union of yours, um, particularly with one Aaron Baker. <laughs> Going on from him, do you fear that your alliance is not as loyal and stable as you'd hope it to be? I don't see it as much of a loyalty as I came into this business for the sake of business. I understand how it is to create money from various opportunities. So I see dominant people. I see people that I could see as champions. And I say, okay, I want to back that person. It just so happened that rough security seems to be a good way to introduce people into making even more money for myself. People called a betrayal, but Aaron Baker was losing. He was not doing well for us, so we cut him off. People can think of it like they, is, like they want. It's business. I want success, I want money, I want the people I'm with to be successful. And if either of us fail on that front, then they have to take the blame. Describe your relationship with the former PCW Commissioner, Rocco. He has a lot to be thankful for. If it wasn't for me, he wouldn't be champion right now. Yeah, if he has some sort of grievances, I'm sure he'd say it with me. He's a very loud and proud man. And that's sort of why we work so well together. I don't know what he has to think right now. And personally, I'm a bit too busy to find out. Are you excited to see Ricochet at Fight Night International oh. on the 29th and again at Energy on the 30th at PCW? Oh, this is going to be amazing. I cannot wait for this. I mean, I'm a huge fan of Ricochet as a part of Lucha Underground, doing his own thing in New Japan and PWG and all these other places. We got this man for not only his first ever Australian tour, but his only dates here in Australia. So, I mean, if you want something to be excited about that isn't already the amazing talent we have here at PCW, we got bloody ricochet. What are your thoughts then on Australian wrestling, the current situation of Australian wrestling? It's sort of like the old 80s way mm. of how there's different territories at the moment. Mm. So you have all these different brands, PCW being the best, of course, not to brag, but I am the president, so, you know, I have to say it almost. And, of course, you have all these other brands out there that just that do their own different thing. They bring in other people. They might have their own people. It's a weird situation, but I mean, we seem to make the best of it, even though wrestling is still considered as underground, which, I mean, you look at all the people that are wrestling fans, but just don't say it or bring it up. There's so much more out there. It's so true. And we want to open up that world of wrestling here on the hot tag. Exactly. What do you and Rough Security have in store for the Super Show Slam on Saturday the 9th of July? Just expect a dominant night. And one final question for you, President. Thank you. What is next for PCW and the Doctor? We moved into the Southeastern Entertainment Centre, I want to say about February or March. It was just a warehouse with a ring in it, backstage area and some seats. We are building on that. We're currently building facilities for the place. We're getting this place decked out, ready for everyone to be happy with what's going on. We have Grado coming in later on in the year, which is going to be awesome as well. I did not know that. I, there you go, breaking news for you. <laughs> as for myself, I think it's just a matter of getting as much as I can out of this position. I've been working three years for this, and right now I feel like now's the time to just hit everything I can. And there's going to be people that don't like me. I know Andrew Titans had a thing for me ever since he powerbombed me in a bloody steel cage match. Still hurts, by the way. But I'm just going to push through. No matter how many people get in my way, I have a security team. I have myself. I have a clipboard if need be. I'm going to make PCW the most dominant brand that anyone has ever seen. 
We're gonna build this company up to the point where you cannot turn around the corner without seeing a poster, without hearing about us, without seeing about us, without wanting to go to a show. We do shows every single week for the people. I might not like them, but I like putting shows on for them. We're all so excited to see what happens with PCW, and I'd like to thank you, Dr. Troy, for your time today. Thank you for having me. We're halfway through the year now, so let's talk about our favourite matches of 2016 so far. Erin, what has been your favourite match of the year so far? There's been so many good matches this year. This year has been a really good year for wrestling, especially with the Intercontinental Championship. If I were to go with my heart, which I always will, I would say still Dean Ambrose versus Kevin Owens at the Royal Rumble in their last man standing match. match. That's still one of my favourite matches of the year. Those two are stars, absolute stars, and they're gritty, so that type of match was perfect for them. But I have to go with Shinsuke Nakamura versus Sami Zayn at NXT TakeOver Dallas. That match was outstanding. I've never witnessed that much electricity in a, in a wrestling ring, in a room in my lifetime that I lived through. Icons of wrestling, one from Independence, the heart and soul of NXT, and then the king of strong style from New Japan. It's, it's a dream. It's a dream come true, this match. Julian, what was your favourite match of 2016, Vlad? Oh, well, I loves me a good ladder match. So I was tossed up between the Money in the Bank ladder match that occurred this year and the WrestleMania Intercontinental title ladder mm. match. And I've got to go with the WrestleMania one. Oh, yeah. That ladder match was astounding. There were some fantastic spots, uh, unexpected victory, and Kevin Owens <laughs> dying on top of a ladder from Sami Zayn. <laughs> Oh, it was! It had everything. It had constant action. It had big surprises, and it was the best opening to WrestleMania I've ever seen. Yeah, for sure. Like, definitely got us all going. I remember me and you watching it. We were just like, <laughs> when Zack Ryder won. Woo woo woo! You know it. Lost it. Yeah, that's right. Zack Ryder won. Unfortunately, it was a less than twenty-four hour reign, but it was good to see him get his moment, his WrestleMania moment. He finally got his WrestleMania moment, and he will be back with the hype bros. I hope. Of course. I hope. So that's my favourite match of the year so far. Good match. That's all the time we've got here on the Hot Tag for this week. Thanks for listening. Catch you next week. Make sure to like us on Facebook at the Hot Tag. And also follow us on Snapchat at the Hot Tag.